Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Christina Curtis. She's the founder and president of Curtis Leadership Consulting based in Denver, Colorado. She's a certified neural leadership specialist and a master coach, a designation held by less than 1% of coaches globally. A thought leader on motivation and goal attainment, she currently writes for Harvard Business Review, Forbes, Talent Management Magazine, and Psychology Today. Christina's work is focused on enhancing the performance and effectiveness of leaders and their teams. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you. It's so great to have you here. Um, I love, uh, you know, I love the the designation of less than 1%. Talk about what that means and how you get there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I started my career uh, knowing I wanted to be in the psychology space and business. I was incredibly passionate about business and, and had an entrepreneurial spirit. And so I learned back then coaching wasn't really much of a thing, Um, but I got into the training world and then started learning about executive coaching. There were a few people out there doing this and, and then uh, like many uh, people out there who want to make sure they're super um, educated before they're doing things, which we could talk about as a a issue for women sometimes because we never feel we're prepared enough. I just kept going. I kept going. And so I got my master's in organizational psychology and then master coach certification which actually was harder than my master's in organizational psychology, funny enough. Um, but it's it's given me a lot of tools and a ton of experience. So I'm grateful for that, that I can then lend to my clients. That's so great. Um, when, uh, when you started your business, what was it that, um, you know, because coaches, you can always work for other people and you can work for other organizations. What made you decide to start your own consulting business around coaching? Yeah. At the time, I was working and running the National Sales Training Program at Xerox, and uh, training was uh, coaching's second cousin, right? It was it was how to it's around the same vein of how to bring people from point A to B and enhance their performance and how they're showing up in the world. And um, actually, I was up in Niagara Falls uh, providing a workshop to agency owners, Xerox agency owners, and I got a call, and my son had been in and out of the hospital at that time. And they said, gosh, Christina, uh, I don't know where you are. And I'm literally, I remember this, standing in the back of this room with 200 people. Uh, I, we just finished up the session and they said, I don't know where you are, but you got to come in tomorrow. We've got some information about your son. And they provided me with this uh, fairly serious diagnosis at the time. And I remember feeling this almost out-of-body experience where I thought, I'm not supposed to be here. This is not my path to be in this room any longer. And I walked over with my laptop to my boss who was there, um, Mike, who's just a lovely human being. And I handed him my laptop and I said, I have to actually call it quits. And if I take my laptop with me, I'm probably going to be back on Monday. And so I just know I have to give this to you right now. And I got in the car and I called my husband and I was on my way home to see my little guy and my my young guy who was uh, two at the time. 
I called my husband and I said, Hey, just as a heads up, uh, I think I just quit my job. And he said, gosh, can't we talk about these things first? <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 If I had, I'm like, right, sure. And I got home and I hugged my little baby boy. And, um, and, and so I spent some time just wrapping my head around, gosh, what do I want to do? And I've got this experience of running the sales training program and doing some executive coaching at Xerox. And I thought, I love that work. What if I did it for myself? So I have some flexibility. And if I'm needed as a mom or I'm needed as a CEO, I can figure it out. And that's actually how my business started. Uh, at the time, I was incredibly passionate about entrepreneurs. And I actually started coaching small business owners and then Olympic athletes and now work at companies like a, a Google or a, a KPMG or Microsoft or overstock.com, oh, so much wow. larger companies. Um, but that was an evolution over, over a 15 year period, but it started very suddenly much to my husband's surprise. <laughs> so, and that's, and that's, so that's taking the leap of faith. And it's yeah. also taken that you believe in, and when you were doing it at first, you're doing it, hey, this is flexibility, but you saw this, you really enjoy this, and you wouldn't want to do anything else but help others and have the control. When you work for somebody else, you're not able to have that ability to really transform people and do different things. And you figured that out through that journey, but you had to do it. And that's the hardest part for people to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit my day job and I'm going to focus on a business, which you work with people like that. So what is the, what advice would you offer people that did what you did and, and what, how to do it and kind of understand exactly that anyone can do this as, as long as they have a right plan in place? Yeah. I don't know if I would recommend my approach that the, Hey, let's do it right now without pre-planning. That was a very rash moment. Although I would say it wasn't so sudden because you know, in the back of your head, when you've had the thought and then the seed gets planted and you start to think about it, even when you're not thinking about it and you're envisioning this future where in my world, I knew, I knew I had a feeling of where I was moving towards. It's just that that moment was a catalyst where I literally saw myself and said, oh, got it. I'm supposed to be on the, it's time to move over there. Um, the way that I recommend people make that transition so it's not as jarring uh, is to actually build a bridge. And I talk to a lot of new coaches and frankly, new business owners, even though they're not part of my daily clientele, they're very much, uh, I very much engage from a mentorship perspective for people who are trying to start something new. And I say, wherever you are right now, there's a bridge to where you want to go. So let's just say in my situation, I was working, running the national sales training program, and I wanted to do coaching. I should have started, I could have started. I'm glad I didn't because I needed it, but I could have started coaching on the side, starting a business that way. Or uh, I talked to some people who are in a um, marketing company and they want to go off and start their own thing. Great. So why don't you start your company and use marketing as your first client? Maybe you, maybe the place you work right now could be your first client. So find little bridges. And the reason why I think that's so important is because change brings uncertainty and uncertainty brings neurological triggers that cause us to move in quickly place self, a place of self-doubt, a place of worry, a place of anxiety. But the flip side of uncertainty is possibility. And so if you could just start bridging little, putting little bridges out there towards possibility, I say it's like buying a house and, and rather than just walking into an empty house, imagine the furniture there, start putting furniture there, start having little clients that you can walk out to and say, see, I've already, I'm already in process. It's already okay. And that way, when you let go of one rope and grab onto another, you're not standing there without any ropes for some period of time. There's a bridge. I think that's important if you can find a way just for 
the sake of your own mental health and calm, it can make it a lot easier. But I didn't do that. So if you want to do this, <laughs> that works too. So I'm glad you brought up the fears um, because, you know, you probably, that's, that was my thought. Like, what were some of the fears that you had or did you have any? I'm sure you had some kind of unresolved, like, what did I just do? Did you have regret? Um, you know, but, but on the, on the other hand, you were all in as a mom, right? Cause you needed to be there for your son. So how did you, I mean, it's such an extreme from high power and, 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 and being a mom, um, how did you manage all of that? The fears and, and all of that chaos in the short term? Yeah. The good news is, uh, we were able to help. So I took, I think six months and just stayed home with my, my son and we got to a place of, understanding what was happening and helping him so he could have a really long and fruitful life. And he's now 15 and thriving, which is wonderful. And his challenges continued to evolve, but we were, I got crystal clear on where I needed to be in that moment. And I did that. And then I thought, okay, I'm starting from zero. I had no momentum. I had no clients. I had no anything. It was just staring at this abyss on my calendar of nothingness and saying, how do I create that dream company I wanted to build? How do I get from here to a CEO who's thriving and and frankly, making a lot of money and having a lot of fun. That was my, I was very clear that's where I wanted to end up. So the fears showed up for sure. And fear can show up in many different ways. It could be self-doubt. It can be, gosh, I'm about to call this potential client and pitch this idea to them. And, oh, I don't want to sound like an idiot. I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, why would they want to work with me? For sure, that shows up. Um, other fears that show up are financial. Wow. How am I going to generate the level of income that I want to be able to generate? Where is that even going to come from when I look at the fact that I'm starting from nothing? And I think it's really important to recognize that those fears don't go away as your business becomes more successful. I think at that time I thought they did. Uh, but now I'll walk into, um, high-powered executive meetings or board meetings of, of fortune 500 companies and have to hold my own. And I find those fears show up still because they're hardwired in. It's not just, it's any circumstance where you are stretching your ambition or stretching your capabilities. Those fears are hardwired and they're not saying, gosh, Christina, it's because you're about to fail. They're just, for me, it's very helpful for me to think about this. They're just neurological mechanisms that pop on and I got to work my way through them because my ancestors need them in tribal days. And that's why they're there. <laughs> they're not serving me right now, but they are there. And, um, and so I would say the same fears that showed up 15 years ago still show up as I have continued to evolve in my business, even though it's thriving, because I continue to say, I want to go to that next layer of growth. I don't stand still, right? What do we do now? How are we evolving next year? How are we growing our team? Who else is going to be in our client base that can help inspire us and teach us? And, and so uh, managing through the fear became, has become just a lifelong lesson and a lifelong part of my routine. So what advice would you give to women who think they have to get rid of the fear? And, uh, and, and, and what are some of the tools that you use to kind of help you uh, alleviate them as you're stepping into that role? Yeah, if anyone can figure out how to get rid of the fear, they would be a multi-billionaire <laughs> right now. Uh, I've had the, the wonderful opportunity to work with really exceptional leaders from uh, Fortune 500 CEOs to Olympic athletes, uh, and recently speaking with Richard Branson. So I've had I've had a very uh, fortunate opportunity to engage with people. And what I will tell you is those executives in Fortune 500 companies still feel those fears because it's human nature. Uh, 
So I, just literally right before this, um, I was on a call with someone just processing that because they're going into a really big change for the company and they need to think through how to manage some of that energy. The tools that I recommend using are um, fairly consistent across, re regardless of your industry or specialization. And one is creating a space and a routine for yourself so you can show up at your best. Anytime you stretch your ambition or stretch your skill set and your calendar is back to back, and you are managing children and a business, or at least for me as a working parent, I find the home, um, I find all of those schedules mashed in one or a lot. And so I really took time to say, rather than just pleasing others, I need to slow down and figure out what it means so that I can show up my best. And then I share it. I'm now able to share it with my spouse, with my family, with my clients and say, hey, it's it's actually not selfish for me to take this time. I need this time in order to show up at my best. And it's selfish if I don't. That's how I think about it now. So even this week, I'm up in, uh, we've got a, a place up in Vail and I'm up here because I had so much going on. I just said, hey, to my husband, Steve, I need three days just to just to be up there with my own space. So I don't have to end at three when, when the kids are finished camp. I could use the couple extra hours. I wouldn't have asked permission for that 15 years ago. I wouldn't have asked for help. I would have just said, I got it. I'm going to power through work magically. I'm going to show up as an amazing mom and I'm going to be a great wife. And then I'm going to call my parents in the evening and be a good daughter. And what I found <laughs> is it was just burning me out and it ended up impacting my, it impacts your health, right? It impacts your well being. So asking for what you want, setting your routine up so that you can bring your best self to everything you're doing and letting go of the guilt that can show up because truly, Self-care is not a luxury. It is a requirement to be at your best and be in service of others. It is, it's actually not about the self so much as it is about being able to pour from a full cup and be of service to others. I love that you said that. I actually wrote, a, I have a whole workshop that I put online. It's called releasing guilt without feeling guilty. Um, because, you know, that's what we do. I was, so I was coaching, I was coaching a client this week about she was feeling, she was overwhelmed, burnt out. And she was working on my program and she, she just couldn't do it for the last couple of weeks because she wasn't putting herself first and she put it all aside. And she said, I feel selfish and yeah. I, I have to keep going for everyone else. And I said, no, you don't like you have to make time for yourself because you're not going to be available to everyone else in a few weeks if you continue on this path. And that's the that's the the mindset that we have to change. We have to be selfish about yeah. our own needs, because if we're not selfish on about our own needs, we can't support others around us and we and we can't do it effectively. Right. It That's comes right. out in little ways and stress. And I have this self-awareness chart that I went through with her that night. Coincidentally, that was her homework the week before. And it was like all the things she's like, yup, I'm feeling that I'm feeling I'm stressed. I'm doing I'm yelling. I'm doing this. And I'm like, it's because you're not putting yourself first. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. when you don't put yourself first, it comes out in all these different reactions, physically, mentally, emotionally. Right. And when you put yourself first, then, then you give to others and you do it in a very different way. And the mindset changes and, you know, That's how right. you approach right. people changes. Um, and, and it's so important that, but it's a, it's a hard concept when, like you said, you have to be a mother, a daughter, a sister, uh, you know, a, a, an executive, a leader, and, and just all these different roles. Um, and and uh, it's okay to say no. It's okay to take a step back and take care of yourself. Yeah. And it's okay to delay, meaning 
for instance, today, someone reached out for a new engagement. And historically, I might have thought, gosh, if I say, I'll see you in a month, I could lose them. That would have been the mentality. Whereas now the answer is, I'll see you in a month. And I think because I come at it from a way of um, not, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm so, that there's no, there is no guilt. It's just like, yes, love to join forces, love to partner. Let's, let's hook up in September. And the answer, just the way that I present it is much more confident and assertive and calm and collected. And so it doesn't transfer this. It, I don't lose the client. I don't lose the right. client. And if I did, it's okay. Cause then I couldn't have been in service of them at that time. Right. Right. And it wasn't, it just wasn't in alignment that you two needed to work together. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. It's all right. Right. Absolutely. It's so important. Like I always, uh, and what you said, like my, I, I always help um, my clients align to their values, which a lot of times they don't know what the, their values are. When you align to your values, you never have guilt or regret. Right. Because, you know, think about it. When you make a decision that's a hardcore yes or a no, right, you don't have regret. And if you think about why you don't have guilt or regret, it's because deep down it has to do with a core value of yours. Right. And so when you can identify what your values are and you have this GPS, then it's yes. easy to say yes or no. For right. me, you know, my number one value is my mental health. So anything that goes against it, it's like, no, no, no. And I don't have guilt or regret about it. And and that includes, a, a, you know, having an overstressed schedule, having a, an overcommitted schedule. It's, it's um, you know, making sure I have time for self-care. You know, as busy as I am, I take my time on the weekends to do the, my outdoor activities that I love to do because I have to, right? Because yeah. it's part of my, my mental health. And so, um, you know, thinking about, about it differently than being selfish, but more self-loving. And and then you have the confidence, like you said, to say, I can't see you for a couple of weeks because I just don't have the bandwidth um, and not having that fear behind it. So one, one last thing, um, as we're running out of time, but I could talk forever. Um, you mentioned, you know, having um, your son and having some challenges or he has some challenges and we don't need to get into it, but as a, as a mom, I know for me, when, when I became a mom and I had some difficulties as a mom, um, which we won't get into now, but I had some difficulties as a mom. Um, when I became, finally became a present mom uh, and, and, you know, was there for my kids, um, I, was, I also became a better manager and a better leader and a better person uh, to the teams and my stakeholders around me based on the qualities of what it took to be what I learned to be a good mom. What are some of the things that you've taken in caring for your son and some of his challenges and, and dealing with his challenges that you've taken to your business that has supported you in your business? Yeah, great question. So many, right? The one that I will, I will share is an incredible sense of urgency to, to, to have a meaningful engagement in your day-to-day, -day. meaning because my son's life has been at risk previously, and I know that feeling of being in a hospital room and almost losing him, I don't wake up. It's not, it's not about wasting time because it may be meaningfully just sitting there and thinking that's meaningful too, but I'm, I have this strong sense of urgency to create meaning and moments that matter. And sometimes that could be um, having a really bad day and slowing down to say, gosh, I'm super grateful 
that I'm going through, whatever I'm going through for this reason, because I'm growing, or it may be, I'm not grateful for that at all, but gosh, I'm grateful my family's here to pick me up at the end of the day. So there's meaning and moments that uh, I really have all of um, anyone who's, who I'm working with. I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about creating that lens through which to lead the world so that we're not just on autopilot, but we're very awake and very present to this moment because it it matters and time is uh, of the essence. And as you're a coach, I'm sure I've touched, I have the opportunity of touching a lot of people throughout the year and things happen. Life happens to all of us. And so let's make the moments that matter, uh, that are available to us matter and meaningful, even if it's a crappy, crummy day. Right. That, I love that. And that's so important. Uh, my coaching program is is actually called Mindset Warrior, the Art of Intentional Thinking. Ah. And it's and it's about living every moment intentionally, yeah. uh, good or bad, but living with intention um, and, and making it matter, making it meaningful. So wonderful. I just got chills. Thank you. Um, where can people find you, Christina? Yeah, I'm available on my website's probably the easiest place at curtisleadership.com or on Instagram, Christina Curtis Official. Come and check it out. And I provide tips and, and tricks every day that I've been learning from clients and sharing with other clients. So feel free to come and check it out. That's great. Well, thanks for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.